where we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you are doing well today. It's the simple pleasure in life. Take pleasure in the simple pleasures. I got a new tea. It's a mint green hybrid tea, and I'm enjoying that. See, we don't want to necessarily pursue happiness because bad things can make you happy. I want to do meth because it makes me happy. I want to cheat with that lady because it makes me happy. I think it's best to pursue godliness. Godliness. And also just take pleasure and contentment of the little things. A nice cup of coffee. A nice morning walk. A good bowel movement. You men will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you have your bowel movement. That, that first movement it's like, oh God. You know, it's a simple pleasure. A nice orgasm, let's just say. Biting into that, whatever your favorite snack is, looking at a sunset, listening to the ocean. These are like simple pleasures. That's the beauty of life. Either way, today we're going to kind of dispel a classic rom-com trope. And that is, she's going to love me for my good heart and my good personality. You see this quite often, the, the mentality of the incel. And look, let me tell you, I was an incel. I was a fat adolescent. And in the late 80s, as a fat adolescent, I didn't want to be a fat adolescent. And I wanted to know women. And I don't mean even like biblically they knew each other. I didn't know any women. I didn't know any girls in middle school. They didn't talk to me. They didn't give me the time of day. I was fat. I smelled. I reeked because I had fat rolls. I mentioned over in Confessions of an Obese Child, I, I I would always have rashes. So my mom would have to apply rash to my groin area, my genitalia, because I couldn't reach it. And so I smelled like this weird combo of of rash cream and sweat and food and I don't I mean it, it was pretty it was pretty disgusting to be honest. But I still had feelings, right? And so I was an incel and, and I had feelings and I would watch these rom-coms of the 80s, normally like John Hughes movies. I guess those would be the most classic ones. Can't Buy Me Love a little later on. And these movies taught me that women and men could fall in love with the other person because they had a good personality and a good heart. And so I would take pleasure in these rom-coms. And you could see more modern rom-coms like Scott Pilgrim versus the World. She's Out of Your League with Jay Baruchel. Knocked Up with Seth Rogen. These kind of perpetuate this, but from the male perspective, right? You look at Knocked Up. There's no way in hell Katherine Heigl, her character, would fall in love with Seth Rogen. Same thing for... What's her name? Uh, Alice Eve in in the Jay Baruchel movie, She's Out of Your League, or Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and 
Allison, uh, what was her name? Uh, Brie Larson is in that movie, would fall in love with, with Scott Pilgrim. There's no way. There's no way. But again, these rom-coms are made for men, for incel men. So they can believe, see, these hot, beautiful women will fall in love with me for my good heart. But let's be real. Both sexes are shallow. So when I was a teenager and I was fat, I would lament. I just wish these girls would love me for who I am. I have a good heart. I pray. I'm a good guy. And, like, and I think there's a certain amount of credence to growing up with a, a certain amount of adversity because it does uh, round out your personality. You know, there's studies that show this, right? If, if you... If you, like women who are sexualized in middle school at a very young age, or just beautiful middle-aged girls, and the equivalent of men or boys, they don't have to develop their personality because they're getting a lot of attention from the opposite sex just from their looks. And this is where we get the stereotype of the air-headed cheerleader or the, the, the mean plastics for mean girls, right? They're beautiful, but they're idiots because they never had to work on their personality. But if you're ugly, unattractive, a late bloomer, you realize that you have to work on other aspects of your personality, like your wit, your charm, your humor, your resilience, all these things like this. And I think this helps you in the long run. So I think in middle school, I I thought I had a good heart. I had a good heart. But no girl was going to give me the time of day. Why would they? And then I would look, okay, who were my crushes at the time when I was fat? So like 1987, 88, 89, 90. Was I crash crushing on fat girls in my school? And to be honest, there weren't a lot. I mean, obesity, for you young kids, obesity was not that common in the 70s and 80s. You, and I've talked about this, you know, in Confessions of an Obi Shot. I can't remember which episode, but kids today are not as fat ridiculed as they were before because most kids are fat. <laughs> most Americans are fat. 75% of Americans are overweight. When I was a kid, it was it was tougher. Like I would tell people what kids would do to me, and they were like, they they can't, they can't relate that 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 was pervasive back then. But being obese was a was a rare thing. But either way, I didn't have a crush on the fat girl. I had a crush on the cutest girls, the prettiest girls, the girls with the the cutest facial symmetry, the you know the the, the curls that had my look. So then I then I stepped back, and I didn't realize this at the time. It was only later. It's like I want women not to be shallow. But yet I'm shallow. And I think that's the takeaway. Guys, we know sexual market value. We know how it works. Women are not going to be attracted to you unless you bring status. Now, according to this is on depending what age we're talking about. If you're a 19-year-old boy, it's going to be different than, let's say, a 39-year-old man. But in general, we know what's wired in each of the sexes. And you could have a great heart. You could have a great life. You know, there's those questions that, I've, that I'm asked all the time. Do women like religious men? Sure, if you bring wealth and status and confidence. They're not going to want to pick you. A woman that has options, I should say, which are most women, are not going to pick the janitor with a good heart. They're just not. He might have an active prayer life. He might pray a rosary a day or, or pray the, the, the Psalters and all these things, whatever your religious denomination prays. But... If he's not bringing bacon to the table, she's going to find somebody else. So yes, his religiosity can be attractive to a woman, but it's not the number one thing. So don't fall for that. And neither is your good heart or your good personality. If you don't bring status and provisioning, which today in 21st century America would be money, 
it's much harder for you to get a woman. Know your real SMV. If you're a man who's on welfare who makes 30000 a year, you're not going to be getting any quality women. You're going to be getting the sloppy seconds and the scraps. That's just the way of the world. So going back to, let's say, you're, you're overweight. You've always been overweight your whole life. Yeah, you're not going to get good quality women. Wake up. Women are not going to want you, not necessarily because you're fat. Because, look, you look around your city. You go to restaurants, coffee shops, wherever, public places, and you see beautiful younger women with unattractive men. This has been around since the beginning of time. Why? Because there's an exchange. The man has money. The man has status. And we know women are wired differently than men. Women are willing to forsake handsomeness for other qualities, wit, charm, intelligence, because wit's an, an indication of intelligence. And so if that woman breeds with that man who's also wealthy, she knows that the child has a better chance of being taken care of, but also the, the kid has a better chance of being intelligent because uh, consciously or unconsciously, women know when they're around intelligent men who have high IQ. And so, of course, they want their offspring to, to be as optimal as possible. So they want their offspring to have high IQ as well. This is another reason why women like tall men because they want their offspring to be tall as well. But women are willing to forsake looks for other qualities. This is why you commonly see ugly men with beautiful women. And, of course, the ugly man gets access, the sexual access to the beautiful woman and more years of fertility. But you rarely ever see the opposite, a very handsome man with an ugly, overweight woman. You just don't see that. You just don't see that. Why? Because that goes against male wiring. Male wiring. So woman wiring hypergamy, as we commonly call it, is to be with the best-looking, highest-status, most intelligent man she can be with and monkey-branch her way up to get the the highest that she can possibly get and then always having one eye open uh, for something even better. So you fat guys, you still have opportunity. You just have to make money. We talk about the six sixes in previous episodes. Work on your six sixes, namely the six-figure income, and the six-pack abs because that shows that you're healthy, and you can attract more women. But if you're fat and broke but you have a good personality and good heart, you're not going to get women. It's just simple as that. You're just not going to get quality women. Face up to the reality like I had to. Now, with you fat women, if there's any listening, men aren't going to fall in love with you with your good heart and your good personality. Again, you don't understand men. At least the high-quality men, the, the 90-10 rule, right? 90% of women are messaging 10% of the men on online dating and vice versa. Those men are not going to give you the time of day. And look, I don't, I don't say this to being cruel. you got to be cruel to be kind. What are men wired for? Women are wired for provisioning and security. Men are wired to be with beautiful, young, fertile women. Or at least women that show those, those signs. They might not want to have children with you. On one level, they'll glove up, but they want to be with the most beautiful women that they can be with. And so women, of course, are judged much more for their looks than men. See, whereas women are willing to relinquish looks for other factors that a man has, men really don't. (laughs) That's just the way we're wired. One of the sexes has to be the visual creature, has to be the one that uh, pursues, or you could even say predates, the other sex for us to actually have relationships and for there to be reproduction. 
So there has to be one sex that just looks solely at beauty. Now, that's not to say that men don't look at other factors. But again, let's use the pious woman. If the pious woman, religious woman, is 400 pounds, yeah, the man's just going to move on. Or if you're pock face, pox face, like in the old days, you you have boils on your face, you have smallpox boils. Um, yeah, they're they're gonna pass, they're gonna move on if they have the option. That's male nature. We want to be and breed with the the youngest, most beautiful woman that we can. I mean, it's always about a series of seeing like who who gets acceptance, who gets rejected, and then you always find your level. I, I, I talked about that in that documentary. It's a great documentary, Science of Sex Appeal, if you watch that documentary. And what they do is they cover up, uh, there's 10 men, 10 women, they cover up their hair and, and as much as they can, their body, so all you can see is the face. And then they go around and uh, they you have to shake a person's hand that you want to pair up with. And what you end up seeing, and they get people of different looks, that people end to pair up with people that look like them similarly. You know, the good looking will pair up with the good looking like that. You just wirely know and the, and the ugly will pair up with the ugly or, or the other men and women in that group will deny grabbing your hand and shaking your hand. So you kind of get feedback. So guys, in closing, I don't mean to be depressing to you. I think the attractive people know that they have much more options. Not there's not to say there's some curses for being an attractive woman for sure, but the attractive people know what I'm talking about. And I think this is more for the incels. And look, I, I talk about this because I honestly believe that there's many men who, who are incels who hide behind the MGTOW philosophy. So if you deep down are really wanting to get married and you're one wink away from the plantation, if Leighton Meester or Blake Lively from Gossip Girl Peak knocks on your door, understand that you can't negotiate with sexual attraction. You either are sexually attracted to somebody or you're not. And this is what I tell beta provider men. Albert from Hitch, Kevin James's character, right? The 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 what was her name? The uh, the model, Amber Valletta's character, I can't remember, Renata, Sonata, you know, she had a weird name. Right. So would they at the end of that movie, because again, that's a rom com for men, uh, get married, you can't She's not going to find him sexually attractive. You can't negotiate that. Now, she'll treat him with respect maybe for a little while, but you, you really think that that relationship is going to work out in the end? Of course not, because she doesn't find him sexually attractive. Now, he does make some money, but she was a world-famous supermodel, rich as F. He was in charge of accounting for money, so he doesn't even bring that to the table. So that relationship was doomed to end. So just understand, if you don't lock, like your lot in life, and you want to be judged for your good personality, continue to have a good heart and a good personality, but know the world for what it is. Men make money. Women lose your weight and look prettier. Both sexes are shallow. We're just shallower in different ways. Women have hypergamy and gold diggery kind of wired in them. They just want to optimize their opportunity, and this is their paleolithic wiring, so they're shallow in that regards. They'll dump the janitor for the accountant in a second. Because that's just the way they're wired. It's in my nature as the scorpion stings the frog. And it's in the nature of men to to not want to be with 400-pound land whales and to be with the, the youngest, most attractive woman that they can be. So older women will shame men for wanting to be with younger women because they're just angry that they 
they're getting passed up because they've reached a certain age and they didn't take advantage of their youth to, to secure a good man. Or they just believe radical feminism and now they're single and miserable. And then you also have the incel men who complain, women are just horrible, they're just monkey brains, they're just horrible people. No, it's wired in them. They just want to be with high-status, confident alpha men. So deal with it. Deal with it. If you don't like it, fix it. Guys, please post a comment. Please post an honest review right now. It takes you five seconds. You don't have to write anything, but it does help with the analytics and helps the algorithm go out so we can get more men who need help with relationships. Also, there's two links in the episode notes here. One is for a PayPal link, so click on that if you want to donate 5 or $10 to defray the cost of the website. Also, there's a link to the website, Naturopathic Earth. When you go there, check out all the articles that we have. On the homepage, on the right side, you'll see two books. Those are my two books, Confessions of an Obese Child and Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior. Click on that, and that takes you to Amazon to buy the books. So buy the books if you like. But if you don't want to buy the books, which is a mistake, you can search on Amazon to buy whatever you want. And whatever you buy within 24 hours by going through our link, we get a 2% commission at no expense to you since we're Amazon affiliates. If you need any help from the Red Pull perspective, you want to talk to me one-on-one, find me on clarity.fm, and we can schedule something there or talk about weight loss. I'm coming up to my 30th anniversary. And lastly, please subscribe to The Awakened Man and post an honest review. Please subscribe to The Female Holistic Health Apothecary and post an honest review. And please go check out and subscribe to Confessions of an Obi Child. And you know, wait for it, post an honest review. Until next time, take care. God bless. Thank you for listening to The Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at The Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts. And consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time. Tributed to Nine Inch Nails.